Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. On this episode of the Awful Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be reviewing the latest episode of Friday Night SmackDown and also AEW. Yes, sir. Let's get it. It's going to be about 35 minutes. This week of SmackDown, I guess we're one week away from TLC, and they started out with the the contract. And they were going to do a contract signing with Sasha and Adam Pierce. I guess he's a WWE official this week, mm-hmm. uh, and Carmella. It's it was weird to me. Like it's funny how they pick and choose which matches have a contract signing. Like why is this not for every heavyweight title match? This is random. I don't know. Just like, why not just do it for the IC title or the US title? Right. <laughs> it was kind of random. Just specifically for this. Yeah. Um, it's, almost, it's almost like to try to make it seem more serious. Like, oh, they're doing a contract signing. Yeah, it must be legit. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. I felt about uh, Carmella's, uh, I guess she called him her message boy, Somalier. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about that either. Like, when I saw him, I was like, he's black? <laughs> and he's a message boy? I don't know. I'm not yeah. I'm not feeling that black. black Aaron boy. Yeah, but uh, but he was like extra scared of a saucer too. Like the boy was frail. Um, yeah. I don't know what, what was going on, but like, anyway, like they just booked it today. They just did the contract signing today. Like, I don't I don't know why they did it. Um, like a week away from t- like I don't know why they did the the match that they had. Like we were a week away from from TLC, and they went ahead and just scheduled the match on SmackDown instead of just waiting. Like why would they do that? Like yeah, either way, win or lose, like even if it's you know Carmella wins, it's like it just takes the whole fuel out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's like you didn't mm-hmm. win at the pay per view, so nobody's gonna remember this. Why did they do this like a week ahead of time? Yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. And then I feel like this match would have been better suited for TLC, which they're gonna wrestle anyways at TLC, yeah. right? I right. So it's almost like useless. But like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, Carmella's gonna win tonight then, because yeah. The only way for them to legitimize this new build she has is to have her win. To win. Even though the, even though that's not what I want. And I feel like that goes against like everything Sasha was doing in the last feud. Right. To win, to prove a point that she can hold on to the title. It doesn't really make sense. But <laughs> Sasha Sasha had the uh, Somalia shook. Right. <laughs> he, he was shook. Like, I agree with what you were saying. Like, And then I felt like at first I was like, damn, like, why did... Why did he have to get attacked though? Like she's like, I'm gonna send him a send her a message and just started beating the crap out of him. And I'm like, dang, he's just doing his job. Like, what's going on? Right. This is a grown just, man uh, getting attacked by Sasha Banks. Like, and he was Yeah, shit. I was like, he's he's just uh running his errand. That's all he's doing. Errand boy. But uh like Yeah, he's an errand boy. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It was I could have did without the segment for real. It's like, why not just open up with a match? Or if you're gonna do it where it's like Later on, it's Sasha Banks versus Carmella. Why not open up with that match? Right, open up with that after, match, and then yeah, exactly. After the contract signing, or do the contract signing afterwards? I don't know. Exactly. I just open with some action. Yeah, know? we're in, we're on the same page with that. Um, and then I think yeah. I moved on to the the Ford versus Ziggler thing. I could kind of tell by whatever force backstage segment they had with um, um what's it called, the Street Profits, that they were going to have something with solo cups raining from the sky. Like I don't know. It was it was kind of it was kind of dumb to me. It was it was really weird. Yeah. 
I was kind of like, you know, during the match, like, you know, Montez Ford was Ziggler. Um, you know, some solo cups came in front of this guy, and I was like, why is Vince making them do this? That was the only thing. I, <laughs> like, this is a Vince yeah. thing. Why did they stop the match? Their music played in, like, solo cups came from the sky. Like, why is Vince making them do this? I didn't get it. Yeah, it was really dumb. Because, like, they were, they were saying in their promo package before, like, they were addressing, like, the fact that funny doesn't make money. I guess, like, Dolph and Bobby Roo were saying that funny doesn't mean money or whatever. And they were just trying to show, like, and prove that they can be serious. But then <laughs> in the match, they do some goofy stuff. Right, it's like, right. what? You know what I mean? But they even mentioned, like, oh, what if I had uh, solo cups fly from the sky mid-match? And then, like, it actually happened, and I was like, what? And then my brother was over. We just looked at each other like, what? I don't, we don't get this. Like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he's like, he's a casual fan and that didn't make sense to him. He was just like, I don't understand it. But I think it's one of those things that like Vince thinks is funny, but it doesn't really, it's not funny to anybody else. For real. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just goofy. It's really goofy. It so. And like, and again, they're just working with like the best of what WWE is doing, you know? And yeah. in the match, you know, of course, Dolph wins by cheating because the WWE has to give Dolph like a win the week before the mm-hmm. interview. So it creates this illusion that he actually stands a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the game, you know what's going to happen. Um, they always build Dolph up at these pay per views and then tell you like he's a former World Heavyweight Champion. And then, right. He like, it's like the same thing happens every time. Like he misses, he goes for the zigzag, his opponent rolls him off, and then he gets his with a finisher. It's over, you know. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> so, and it's funny, like, they keep bringing up that attribute of him being a former World Heavyweight Champion. But, like, that was literally, like, my first year in college. Like, that was so long ago. That was so long ago. Like, nobody's even thinking about that anymore. <laughs> like, it was like, you know, he won the title before. But, yeah, but y'all didn't make it a big deal. Like, right. he, he had it. Was his reign even that long? It wasn't even that long. No. I don't think it was that long. It was a special moment he cat. But it wasn't that long. It didn't really mean much. It didn't equate to much, so. Exactly. I don't know. That's interesting. And I was surprised he knew who Jesus and Miro was. He, uh, yeah, I was. I was trying to. I was like, what? <laughs> he made fun of. Uh, yeah, the street Prophets was like, you guys are just knock off Jesus and Miro's. And I was like, okay, I kind of, I like the reference, even though the culture. Yeah, I like it, even though you kind of use it in a corny way. I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> just implementing other people, and more yeah. so like stuff that young people watch, and not like some old reference that only forty year olds would get. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. That was cool. And I'm sure, like, in this week, they'll probably have, like, they'll probably have, um, what's my man? Ah, oh, I forgot his name. Other member of Street Profits. That's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> man. Is it Montez Ford or yeah, no, Angelo yeah, yeah. Dawkins? And Dawkins. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I love the Street Profits. So they'll probably have Dawkins. <laughs> do maybe. you, though? You know, I do. I do. I do, bro. What's <laughs> my loyalty, bro? Now, um, they'll probably have Dawkins lose to Rude just to kind of further the feud, you know, and then. Cole will probably say something like, I don't know if the street profits are going to survive this one after this and this sets tone Sunday, but you know, they'll ultimately beat Rude and Ziggler, which probably is what that's. I'm just saying that's probably what's going to happen just because yeah. like, when when the WWE pairs teams like, you know, Rude and Ziggler or Shinsuke and Cesaro, very rarely do they actually get to keep the titles or get to beat the New Day or get, get to beat the street profits. So I'll be shocked yeah. if they actually won the titles, especially this, in the rain, but. You know, most Same. likely they're going to they're gonna you know lose. Yeah, I feel like they're just placeholders in the meantime until they have another more serious tag team that 
yeah. the Street Profits and go against it. I don't even know like what the other tag teams are on SmackDown. Do you know of any other SmackDown tag teams? So, is, it, is it Shinsuke and Cesaro? That's yeah, another Shinsuke, one, right? Shinsuke and Cesaro, and then uh, you know later on when they're talking about uh, Sammy, not Sammy, um, and what's his name, Gable and Otis. They made them a tag oh, team. Oh yeah, yeah. They're mainly like putting single superstars together and making them tag teams because they don't have anything to do with them. But there aren't any legit. We're we're in the tag team you know, industry. Yeah, so I, don't know. I feel like they could really benefit from bringing up an undisputed era right now. Like they, they desperately need, yeah. they desperately need an undisputed era to kind of fill that void and even have like more storylines to go off of. You got four wrestlers that can be a mid. One could be a mid Carter. Um, one can be, you know, running for the top title. Another person, could, two people, can be going for the tag title. So. I feel like that gives them more to book from if they bring them up, but they just want to stitch together like random superstars that, which doesn't make sense. It's like, what do we do with our mid carders? Let's put them in a tag team, and it just turns into something else. So, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, and the next thing we have a Big E versus Sammy in like a non-title match. Yes. Yeah. So, like most of the talk during the match was about can Big E make it as a single star? Um, I think yeah, it's interesting. I think the answer is yes, obviously, but will the WWE push him as a single star is more so the question. Like he's already right. he's already a star. Like we already know him. Like is, is Biggie or whatever. Is yeah. he a belt in a ser- a more serious feud? And, you know, I don't know if Sammy is that serious of a feud though. So it's like he needs yeah. to quickly take the belt off Sammy and or go on to someone bigger or like even better, just go straight to Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. he just needs that that serious feud to kind of set the tone for for you know where he's at it. Yeah, I see him eventually get into Roman, especially if Roman like holds the title for a long time. Yeah, but I think for right now, like Sammy would be like an easier transition for him. Yeah, like he can quickly smash, <laughs> smash Sammy Zayn in the match, and then like have the title the next week. So I, I, I definitely see them doing that and ha- giving the title, but it just depends on like what's the next feud after that. Is he just holding the title and he's just there? Is he gonna be you know wrestling somebody serious? Like who's he? Who's he gonna go against? Is it gonna be him versus KO? Like, right? Like, what's what's gonna legitimize his title reign? Because you can give people titles, but it's like, well, what legitimizes their title reign? Exactly. You know what I mean, it's, it's like your opponents kind of legitimize it. So that's why yeah. I thought this match would be like a five minute match. He squashes him. It sets up for maybe a title match or something. And mm-hmm. then he quickly takes it off him. Sammy, you know, tries to get it back. He can't. And then now it's a new challenger. But this match was like a, a little longer than I expected. You know. It was like it was definitely like over ten minutes or something. I think Sammy ended up winning by like count out. So I was like, okay, wait, Sammy won. So um, yeah, I think and then that whole thing was like weird to me show. too. Yeah, that was that was weird. Sammy's always trying to win like by technicalities now. Like, yeah. I think he did that with like Apollo or something a few weeks ago where he like wrapped his leg around something. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I mean if they if they they want Biggie to be a, a bigger single star, they kind of need to book him stronger than they currently are. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It was like they were – it was a pretty decent match. Like, it wasn't a bad match at all. Yeah. Um, you know, Big E was physical, and it was nice seeing him on a solo run by himself in the ring, just kind of doing his own thing, not tagging out when he gets a little tired, and then Kofi takes over. Like, he's it's him the whole match. Yeah. You know I mean? That was nice to see. And then I'm still trying to figure out his character. It's like, is he silly, Big E? Is he serious? Is he a mixture of both? Like, I still don't really – like, I feel like he's a combination of the New Day Big E and then the five count time right now. I feel Which a little bit of the five count with the chalk thing. Like, yeah. that's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, mainly, you're right. Yeah. Mainly he's still doing, like, he's still, like, he's still the New Day Big E to me. Like, he yeah. hasn't, 
he has new day gear on yeah he does yeah i mean personally i don't know if i see a problem with him sticking with that because that's how we know big e i mean like this is this what it is it's like kofi is still new day kofi and you know he won the title true yeah can he can be new day big e and wwe kind of accepts that rather than trying to completely change the character i think it'd be fine yeah, it still works. Yeah. yeah, I think all in all, it was, it was nice to see him like actually wrestle a solo match, and it seems like they're putting him in the right direction. It's just like what are they gonna do once they right. kind of point him in that direction is what I'm looking for. But it's nice to see him do more solo. And I think they okay. So they had the quick Bianca and Bailey segment. I'm not really gonna go too much over segments unless it was something in particular. So, uh-huh. um, but good to see Bianca and Bailey back on TV. But um, I think they had what they had the thing with with Roman and like Roman just basically watching a clip from the last week, which for some reason he was watching on the monitor in the back his own clip. Um, <laughs> and then Jay like asked him if he's good, and then you had what KO come out and saying he doesn't fear Roman and everything, and he has uh, friends with the tables, ice and chairs thing. Uh, I hated the te- the segment at first, the, the Kevin Owens segment, yeah. but it really did pick up when Jay Uso came out with a chair. Um, just because he was about that action. Um, <laughs> the pop-up powerbomb to the table was was dope. That was definitely dope for me. Um, but, you know, what I like about this whole Jay Uso thing is Jay is definitely like a, a pawn, but he's also like vicious. Like, you know, normally when somebody's a pawn or something like that, like they just get dealt with every week, like with uh, Jay and Jay security. You know what I'm saying? Like they just basically always got dealt with. But, but Jay Uso is actually like kind of deadly and he can do some serious damage and he actually mm-hmm. picks up some wins. So... You know, I kind of like that angle that they're going with, with Jey Uso kind of playing in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah, I like that, too. I feel like KO's speech is going on a little long. <laughs> and I feel like I've always seen those, like, promos where it's like, meet my buddies, tables, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, like, it's oh it's kind of outdone. Like, it's a little corny. And I was like, they haven't KO do this? Like, yeah. I was like, I, I feel like he would make it more unique. But it seems like they just were like, say these things. And then, yeah. but it was it was nice to see, like, Jay come out and, like, end it. I was like, oh, God, thank you. <laughs> right. That's why I said it speech. Up came out, like, thank God. It was relieving and he was beating the mess out of him with the with the chair. <laughs> and then it was nice to see uh you know Paul kind of talking to Roman when Roman came out and he was like, No, like he's you're in control right now, he's in control. You need to show I like yeah. that dynamic because I feel like sometimes like Paul's kind of the talking piece. But you don't really see him like amping up Roman too much. I feel like in that moment, he kind of reminded Roman that he was the head of the table. And I think that was cool, like, you know, like just storyline continuation continuity. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, and then Roman just popping up at the back. <laughs> okay, I thought it was sweet. Okay, I okay, thought it was sweet. <laughs> okay, so that was what? like, yeah, that was like almost my favorite part of this whole segment. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, but Roman like talking to the camera, like he's basically talking to uh, yeah. wife and kids at the end. That was yeah. the most humorous thing you could possibly yeah. do. He was like, he's uh, Roman looked at the camera like, I'm Roman Reigns. I'm the tribe <laughs> chief. I'm the head of the table. If you don't talk some sense into your husband or your kids don't talk some sense into your daddy, I'm going to be the guy that takes his food off your table. I was like, that was very. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it, bro. He'll roam. Oh. He definitely, he's got to be taking pointers from Samoa Joe or something. Like, he's yeah. just so different. You know what I mean? Like, he's so different and diabolical. And I love this Roman. Like, he, I've been waiting for him to do this this whole time. You know what I mean? 
And I feel like he, you could tell he's having fun with it. You know what I mean? Like he's really like ramping it up and doing extra stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It just makes it entertaining. It is. He's made that's SmackDown a- very watchable. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like initially, I didn't know where they were going with the Jay Uso thing, but it's, yeah. like, it's been very entertaining, you know, to say the least. Very, very entertaining. Because I feel like once it ends, it's like, what's next? You know what I mean? Like, I always want to see what Roman's doing now just because of this new character. But yeah, man, I just really enjoy like this, the new direction that they're going Roman Reigns. I hope that they keep it going. And I'm yeah. dying to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Hopefully, that's the thing that's coming next. I really want to see it, but I don't want to get my hopes up. Because right. WWE kind of. Yeah, WWE kind of does that to get your hopes up. But hopefully, we get that soon. And there's all the dialogue and the action that I want to see. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then I think we had uh, it was the Riot Squad versus Billy Kay and Natalia, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So what what I note what I noted on here was this was a very random and very quick match that didn't yes. be- benefit anyone. Nope. Um. So Ruby and Liv won, but you know, like, but those were basically my notes. Like that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they like my question was, did they really have Billy handing out resumes for like a month to do this? Because you know. They didn't need to break up the Iconics for this. Like, I don't get it. Is she like the new Lana now? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah, know, I don't know either. This. Yeah, it's it was. It made me mad because it was like they kept saying that Billy Kay had a surprise uh, tag team partner. And I'm like, oh man, the Iconics are getting back together, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's the Riot right. Squad. The Iconics might be getting back together. The Riot Squad's back together. This makes sense. Like, maybe they're gonna chase for the tag titles again. And then it was just like. Natalia comes out. <laughs> Natalia like, comes out. No sense. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to see that. And it was pretty obvious that they would lose because, like, they don't have any chemistry. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, like, they they've never wrestled together. Natalia is like a way more skilled wrestler than Billy Kay is, and it's I don't know. It was, just, it was a lot of mismatching. Yeah. And it was kind of obvious that they would lose. Like, why would they win the match? Like, they just started tag teaming together like ten minutes ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, I don't know. Right. I didn't. I didn't really care for it, and it, I could tell it was a slim chance that they would win the match. It, exactly. And it's like you know, Natalia. Of course, she's way more experienced, but it's just like it's just such a random pairing of two people that I have no idea why they're they're out there. You know. Yeah. Speaking of random pairings, you know, we got Shad Gable and Otis now. They're tag team. Um, so I love how they did, they did like, they were saying like, this was an IG clip, you know, whatever from Chad Gable's IG clip, but yeah. it was clearly like overly produced by WWE. Um, <laughs> so he's doing like the alpha Academy thing now. Like, of course we thought that that was the direction they were going with this. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm interested to see if Chad is like just training Otis or if he's going to train other wrestlers, you know, or like, what are they, Yeah. what are they doing with the character? Cause to me, he kind of looks like he's like a Bo Dallas right now. He does, yeah. It's yeah. like the happy-go-lucky. You could do anything if you put your mind to it, wrestler. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, ah, this doesn't always get me all the time. Like yeah. I, I like that kind of heel work, but at the same time, it's kind of annoying, which I think is the point. But I don't know. It's it's interesting. But I'm not mad at him uh, being like this trainer mentor for different wrestlers, yeah. and him just kind of giving tips and stuff. I almost feel like in a way, like he's using Otis to get attention. I like is that. that is that the angle for them too, or and it's almost like when they we can get to the match too, but when they lost the match, he ended up blaming Otis. Like you should attack me in there, but it's all good. And I was like, oh okay. Like <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Like, are they gonna have it to where like Gable's constantly, you know, kind of picking the Otis to Otis turns, and then that's a feud, Otis versus Gable, or they're gonna continue as a tag team? 
it'll be interesting to see like what where this goes. And I almost wish like a title was involved, right? I feel like it would make more sense, like if Otis was like the IC champ or something, and then Gable wanted the title and ended in them two going against each other. I feel like that's better, yeah, storytelling. That's that's way like, better booking, in my opinion. Yeah, right. If you if you had Otis with the title. And then Otis like almost lost, and then G- Gable was like, "Let me train you to make you an even better champion." But secretly, he just wanted the title. Okay. Yeah. It, then we have a story, and we have two guys that are fighting for something. If not, it's just like here's a guy that kind of hasn't really done anything, and you know, <laughs> you want him to train him. So like, I don't know. It just didn't really make sense. So again, he yeah. feels like a very the match made him like the fact that he just lost pretty clean in the ring, and maybe feel like he's like a very beatable Bo Dallas right now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do next. Um, yeah. I honestly don't think but... they have plans for either of the two. That's why they threw them in the tag team. You know? Yeah, they but don't. <laughs> same, same with Shinsuke and Cesaro. It's like, we don't have any solo plans for you, so you better be in the tag team for now. You know? Every time I see Shinsuke and Cesaro together, I just cringe. Like, I'm yeah. like, ah, that could have been so much better. <laughs> yeah. Like, every time my fiance, she sees Shinsuke, she's like, man, there was so much potential with him. They made him such a big deal. He won the Rumble, and then out of nowhere, it's like they should have let him beat AJ at that Mania, man. Yeah, they should have. Like that was the time right there. Like that was the exact time he could have been like an even bigger star. Like that would have been the peak of his career. Instead of the low blow, like just let him win clean. He would have been so like so many more accolades, but that was just kind of like the downfall for me. So yeah, yeah, it was the downfall, and then he started just speaking Japanese when he speaks very good English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they almost had him play up the stereotype of not being able to speak English, and then yeah. being like this Japanese evil terrorist person. Like it was just weird. Like it's always weird. Like the same thing with Asuka too. It's like just let them be themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean, like let them be themselves to connect with the fans how they want to. It's like don't. Don't try to like play into their race or stereotypes to try to either get them over or to like make them get heat. Like I don't know, it's just it's weird. I can go on for days about that. I agree, and I know you but... can, and I know you can. And sometimes <laughs> they just do. They do have like Asa just go on the mic and just like speak Japanese when she clearly can. You know, she can speak yeah. English if she wanted to. You know what I mean? But they just kind of yeah. do it as like like this heel thing, and I'm just not a fan of it. You know, so. Uh... Yeah. We're not gonna get into that. It's another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole podcast right there. Yeah, yeah. But the main <laughs> the main event for this was uh what Carmella and Sasha, like them putting this the world title match at the again a week before the pay-per-view as the main event. Again, it cheapens it for me. Uh it was a decent match. It looked like he can go either way. Um, but for me, like I just hated it because it was another match that ends a DQ. You know, like why even had this? You should have yeah. just did like a sec a quick segment. And just had another match. Like, why even have this if we're just going to... Uh, it's another WWE match that ends in DQ, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Uh, what's his name? Somalia, like, running, scared from Sasha. Like, and then, you know, I guess the only... <laughs> this whole thing just felt like a setup for Carmelo to break the bottle over Sasha's back. Which, you know... Yeah, that's all there really That was. felt like the point of the match, basically. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where during the TLC clip, they're going to keep playing her smashing the bottle over and over again in slow-mo. Just to remind us, <laughs> just in case it's you gonna be watch it. In, in slow-mo and black and white with dramatic music, <laughs> that's going to be like, that's going to be the clip. Yeah. And it feels like sometimes they just do spots for clips sometimes. Like, they're just doing it to do a cool promo Agreed. and slow it down. And they make it look like more than what it was. And it's like, I watched that episode and I was trash. Like, <laughs> that, that moment was trash. I wasn't a highlight, you know what I mean? Agreed. So yeah, it's yeah. it weird, but my brother, he was watching it. My brother and my fiance, they were watching it with me and they pointed out the fact that 
like nothing's too different about this new Carmilla character. She's pretty much like the same character. Okay, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad you pointed that out because like when I was, I was watching like, the match, right. when I was watching the match, I said, "This is just Carmella, like wearing different clothes." <laughs> like it just yeah. occurred to me, I was like, "Nothing is different about this Carmella." Like wrestling yeah. against Sasha, I was like, "So they rebranded her, but this is the same Carmella, just wearing something different." You know what I mean? Like it's the same person. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting, yeah. but I feel like overall with the match it was like a decent back and forth. It was okay, and I wouldn't be mad at a match with them two at TLC. I feel like it would be semi entertaining. It could probably pull off a good match, but I feel like as far as like the booking and like the character work, it was just like I don't. This either it's either it's either going to end in Sasha winning and Carmella making no sense coming back, and she could turn into this bitter heel, right. or. Carmella wins and then Sasha's like delegitimized and it proves that she can't hold on to a title to save her life. Yeah. Like it's that's like the only way it's gonna go. And it's weird because and I don't know. I can't see I can't see them putting Carmella, like the belt on Carmella this soon, you know? Yeah. Uh so yeah. I'd be surprised. I'd be genuinely surprised if Carmella actually won this title, so I don't know, you know. Yeah. yeah. I could see it like maybe setting up to a long term feud to where they go back and forth with each other until we're at Rumble. And then that's when they settle at the rumble, and then that's it. Hopefully, that's it. And then Sasha retains, and then maybe like, I don't know, somebody comes back, and then like, they win the rumble, and then it's like Sasha versus whoever, Sasha versus some legend. I don't know. I'd rather see like Sasha do something else that adds more to her legacy versus like wrestling Carmella. You know yeah, no I mean? offense, Carmella. But um, yeah, no offense, no offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would I wouldn't be surprised if the, the match at TLC was just like a regular match and like not a. Um, no DQ match because they kind of need that DQ like as an outing to, you know, for some for like Carmella to to lose or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah, for it to go on. But like overall, I don't know what I'd exactly rate this. <laughs> I don't write anything down. down. Like I was, I didn't even write a rating down. Like just because I didn't either. The type of matches we got, we're not even gonna rate it right now. Um, we're just gonna move on <laughs> to. Uh, it's a blank stars out of five. Yeah, blank out of five. <laughs> Blink out of five. Blink out of five. Uh, Fill it in yourself. Fill it in yourself. Right. What did you think? <laughs> Comment below. <laughs> but uh, so next, did you want to get into? Uh, I guess you want to get into AEW. AEW Dynamite. Yeah, let's do it. So first off, we had okay. So we started with the match. Of course, I always love it when AEW does this. I guess this is a thing. That Beautiful. I'm just totally not used to it. I'm not used to a wrestling uh, show starting with a wrestling match, but they did it. Um, yeah, they did. So we had the Young Bucks versus TH2. Yes, I think it's the Hybrid, the hybrid two, 2 or something, or the Hybrid, yeah. some, something like that. So it was yeah. So all so again, like I'm I'm personally new to AEW. So although the TH2 didn't seem like a premier tag team, like it just seemed like they were kind of a placeholder a placeholder for the Young Bucks to move on to the acclaim. You know, it was surprisingly yeah. a decent match, you know. Um, not surprising because mm-hmm. of the Young Bucks, but it wasn't, you know, just looking at them, I didn't think they were that kind of caliber tag team. Uh, yeah, same. And I, I hate to do uh, WWE comparisons. I don't. Um, but I wish that WWE <laughs> trusted their talent enough, like like this, to just go out and let them have a match without narrating a story beforehand. Like, you know, like, because WWE can just be like, they just don't start off with stuff like this. They'll they'll have a guy come out and do like a 19 minute promo to start the show, and he were like, you know, when I was nine, my third grade teacher taught me to respect, 
was the, the, the best thing that you could have for someone or something. And then I, <laughs> I don't know. You disrespected me last week. <laughs> you took away that respect. Yeah, you disrespected my family. You betrayed my loyalty. And tra- I'm just like, this is just way too much. I'm just glad they just started off the match. Like they started out the show with the match. They just got straight to the wrestling. And for that, you know, I love mm-hmm. AEW. Um, but this match was was uh, dope as expected, I guess. Um, uh, just love how they trust their tag teams. The Doomsday device off the ramp was absolutely sick, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had a lot of good spots. Like the they had like the reverse Hurricane Rana. I don't even know what you call it. I think it was like a reverse Frankensteiner, like a four fifty off the apron. Like this is exactly the kind of match you expect from the the Young Bucks. Like it was like nonstop entertainment, zero rest breaks. It, it was just awesome. Yeah, I liked it too. It- kind of got right to the point. You know what I mean? Like, it was the show started with action. The match was action-based and it had so much going on. Um, I also liked the 450 splashes as well. I think it was uh, Jack Evans that was doing the 450s. Yeah. I really respected Jack Evans after this match. Like, I was like, okay. That's what I said, <laughs> You would be a pretty solid. You'd be a solid solo contender. Like, you're you're pretty dope, right. bro. The other guy was cool, too, but Jack Evans was showing out. Uh, I think there was, like, a standing 450 he did off of his partner's, like, arms or something. Onto one of the young bucks. Uh, it was nice to see like the super kicks and stuff, just like all those. Even though they do the super kicks a lot, I do enjoy watching the young bucks do it, but it's a lot. It is to the point where it's like, okay, like, is this a finisher? Or is it just something y'all just do for fun? And when I y'all kick us at a punch. And when I watch, <laughs> and when I watch the young bucks, like, I kind of had to like reset my expectations, especially after watching SmackDown. Like, this is not WWE style. Like, we're no selling right. springboard springboard RKO's over here. This this is just it is what it is. That's what we're gonna do. Super yeah. all day. You know what I mean, um, like and then yeah. like the spike power driver onto the outside of the ring. I was just like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. nonstop action, man. Ooh. Yeah, and then like like you were saying the uh, Jack Evans hair Corona on a I think it's Matt Jackson's yeah. head. Like he had a Corona onto his head. Oh my god. That was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, there was just so much to go off of and it was just very nice to see like just some fast paced wrestling where they're actually doing cool moves and it looks cool and then you know you're kinda concerned about the wrestlers, but you're also invested into the match and what they're doing and I think that's the point of wrestling sometimes, like to be invested in it. So I, I really liked it. I feel like in some parts it could have slowed down a little bit, but then it was like an opening match. So it's the, the point of it was to get you like more pumped for the rest of the show. Nice. So I think, it was, I think it, was. it was cool. And I think that was the job, too, just to get us pumped for the rest of the show. Um, it was a dope yeah. match. You know, Vince would have sent them back to wrestling school, but I loved it. Um, again, it just, <laughs> it just hyped up everybody. Um, and I think yeah. next we had, what, the Cody and, and Sting segment. You know, the interesting mm-hmm. about this is I couldn't tell if Sting was being, like, condescending or not. If like I was kind of, like, in my mind, it was like, is Sting a heel right now or no? Because he was like, yeah. he's like Cody, I'm not here for you. And he was very, he was very condescending in his tone. Like, I, I don't know, just something, something about it just made me feel like we're definitely going to see like a Cody versus Sting feud, like in the future and definitely like for, for a oh, title for sure. or something. Like, for sure. it's, but it's, it's, yeah. they're going to wait and it's probably going to be like the biggest pay-per-view of the year, like for sure. But um, something about it, like something about Sting, it wasn't quite like a face type of thing. Like it was like, a little bit heelish, but I like it though. Yeah, I feel like Sting wasn't he before like an anti-hero yeah. anyway, so he kind of always like rode on the fence between face and heel a little bit. So I feel like he's kind of continuing that probably. Um, but yeah, like I, like you were saying, like I could definitely see them having a Cody versus Sting feud. Like that's definitely <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> Cody versus Sting, maybe Darby versus Sting. At one I want to see that too. Um, first. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I really want to see that. 
And then just starting off the segment, I like how Sting and Arn Anderson had their little moment together, like that little WCW moment. And then uh, he had the moment with Tony Schiavone, and he had him kind of like say, oh, Sting is yeah. coming. Like I thought that was pretty cool just to kind of play up the nostalgia of Sting being back and just like those old WCW days and how, you know, AEW kind of feels like WCW in some ways. I like them kind of using that. I thought it was cool that Darby was kind of almost like watching Sting from the rafters of his title. Almost like how almost like how Sting used to watch other wrestlers right. back in the day. That was that was a cool like little full full circle moment. I think Sting called that out too, like how it was all full circle. And uh I don't know, it was it was dope. Um I don't know. It's I just want to see like where it goes. Cause it, it like you said, you kinda sounded condescending. Um and it was like I feel like there was a lot of there was more questions than there answers. Was. For why Sting right. was there, like it was like, are you going against Cody or right. no? Nah? You know what I mean? <laughs> but then it's like, I don't know what Cody's going through because he's got the whole Darby situation. But then you got Miss Cargill that was saying like Shaq will come around. So it's like, who, who is Cody feuding against right now? Is it Cody versus Team Taz? Is it going to be Cody? Cody versus has Shaq? like so is many potential in so many views right now. Like and he yeah, technically didn't, yeah. yeah, he technically didn't like rechallenge Darby for that title. So it's just like, I feel like for the Sting and I feel like for the Sting and Cody thing, maybe Darby challenges Sting first. You know, it's like yeah. I wouldn't say like like he's saying he's his hero or something, but like maybe Sting challenges Darby first or Darby challenges Sting first. Sting takes the title all for Darby, and then Cody sees that and he wants that title back. You know, like that's how I kind of see it playing out. Yeah. I don't know what direction they're going in because again, like Cody is tied up in like way too much stuff right now. He's like in three or four feuds, so we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Cody's got a lot going on. <laughs> Man got a lot on the plate. Um, and I think yeah. we had what the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman and his partner against the. I'm gonna call him the Revival. <laughs> F- I'm gonna call him the Revival. FTR. Yeah. It's a Revival. Um. I'm more so. I mean, this match honestly wasn't that interesting to me. I'm more so interested to see what they do with yeah. uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Right now, he's doing the the Varsity Blondes, aka like Hollywood Blondes gimmick, uh, kind mm-hmm. of his dad did. Like, uh, I'd rather see him as like more so following in his dad's footsteps and doing, you know, like the, just the Brian Pillman or Flying Brian Pillman gimmick. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. He's he's he would possibly be better as a heel. Uh, I just don't like him in this current yeah. current gimmick. You know, they lost clean. There's no real story from this. You know, they just lost clean. You know. Yeah, I didn't really write down too much for this either. Like, I didn't really care for it as well. The only thing I got out of it was the fact that Brian Pillman Jr. was in the match. <laughs> I was like, wow, like he's like this is like a legend son. Right, like, he bigger be things. Way more than what he's doing right now. But I think I don't know how old he is, but he seems pretty young. So they probably have more time and like you know. Um, opportunity to kind of do do more stuff with them, but it'd be nice to see what's next for them. Uh, the FTR, they're I feel like they're a solid tag team. They're the champs too, I think. I believe, yeah, yeah, they're the champs. Yeah, <laughs> or was the Young Bucks? Is it the Young Bucks? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I apologize for the listening, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was nice to see the FTR and kind of seeing them do things. And I just I want to see what's moving forward with their tag team. But as far as Brian Pillman Jr., it's like I I don't know. It's like I feel like there's a lot of potential there, and that they can do something with him, and it'll be nice to kind of see what they right. do next, or if he will be serious, or he'll just be like a mid Carter for the rest of his life. Like, what are they going to do? So I remember saying, uh, I think uh, Scott Hall's son. He has a son that wrestles. His name's Cody Hall, I think. And I was so into him, like, oh man, is he going to you know blow up? And he joined the Bullet Club at one point, but then now he's just kind of at some indie promotion, yeah. not doing anything. But he has the he has a great look. 
in size, but he's just kind of there. So I feel like with the legacy kids, it kind of depends on, you know, like whether or not they're good at wrestling and if it calls to them and not the fact that, you know, they're just getting opportunities because yeah, of nepotism. And then also the so, company, I don't know. you know, because um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Perfect's son. Um, uh, Curtis. Michael no, 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 no. Curtis Axel. <laughs> yeah, Curtis, Curtis Axel. Axel yeah. It's like you never know how they're really going to turn out. Because, like, I thought when he's Mr. Perfect son, he's going to be, you know, this, this, and this. But he doesn't really have the look as, on his father. Not saying he's not a good wrestler, you know, because he's good or whatever. But it's just like. Yeah. Sometimes you just you're not that, you know what I mean? Like it, you just never know what's going to happen with the the character. But again, I'm more so interested to see how they utilize Brian Brian Pillman Jr. Especially since he's got his name, I would think that he would be a heel and he would turn him like into something else. But we kind of had to see where they go from there. Yeah. The character's kind of stale right now, so I don't know. Yeah. Super. Um, so then next, I think we had what Dustin Rhodes. I'm just calling Godus versus the Dark Order Ten. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was it was a, a quick finish, honestly. I think I think he oh won with God, like a yes. bulldog, you know, which is like his one of his finishers in like WCW. Um I wasn't heavily invested yeah. in the match because you know I don't know too much about Dark Order 10. Um I was kind of more so impressed with uh like Dustin's you know maintaining his shape and how he's able to perform at this level still at this age, you know, like he's still a, a great wrestler. Um the mm-hmm. the one noteworthy thing at the end of the match is that you know the Dark Order comes out the end and they ask him they ask you know Dustin if he wants to be uh, number seven, um, which was hilarious to me. Um, I don't know if you know this like in WCW history, and if you don't, like go look it up later. Um, so Godus, I think after he had like for like a short period of time, after he I don't know if he quit WWE or what happened for the short period of time, but he ended up being on Nitro as the character seven. Um, if you go look this up mm. in like, just go YouTube, WCW Nitro seven, like to this day, like fans still don't know if this was like, like a legit shoot or not, or if he did this, but it's like, he like, they did months of, or weeks of promo, like building him as his character seven, which is supposed to be like Nitro's version of the undertaker. But the gimmick was so absolutely awful he just got on the mic and like ripped it to shreds like in one night and they still don't know like okay was it part of the gimmick that he was going to give up this gimmick or was it just that bad that he just like you know like talked bad about nitro and like 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 the company that night and he just got on the mic and just said whatever so like we still don't know if like that's what happened but just look it up wcw nitro seven and it's just like it's just basically you know dustin rose like Goldust going off on how bad this character is that they gave him so just ran out there yeah. um but so yeah it was interesting that Dark yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely familiar. I'm definitely familiar. I think I saw like a couple because like one day when I was like in high school, I was looking up like different shoot promos, and I think I might have came across that one. He had like a, yes. it's like black and silver. Yes. It looked like a wearing. silver version like a of the black hat on. It was bad. It was like really terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. That's that's kind of cool that they called back to that. That's it's kind of almost like referring back to like wrestling's past a little bit. That's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. But yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, he just looked very great in the match. And I feel like every time I see Goldust wrestle, I'm like, man, like, he looks yeah. so good for his age. Is he, like, like 50 or something? Like, mid-50s or something? So he's pretty solid. Um, I definitely see this all kind of pointing towards, like, maybe a Dark, dark Order versus yeah. Nightmare Family feud. And they do some type of, like, maybe War Games situation. Not War Games, but, like, some type of, like, team versus team thing. Or, like, a stadium match like they did with uh, Inner Circle and... Matt Hardy. I don't know. I see them I'm doing here for either one of those two teams. But yeah, be dope. 
Yeah. Um, what do you think about the backstage segment with uh with Shaq and Brandy? Like, okay, so before I before I ask it, I found it a little bit weird that it was Shaq and Brandy and not Shaq and Cody. But I guess Cody had like a lot of other things on his plate. Uh, but because <laughs> again, he's tied up in way too much. But like, what did you think about this segment in general with Shaq and Brandy and like her throwing a drink on? I honestly didn't think too much of it. Like, I went and got food <laughs> during this one. But uh, but it was, like, it was just weird because I was like, okay, I get it because, like, Shaq's, like, with TNT yeah. and they got him doing, you know, maybe ca- cross-promotional stuff with the NBA and AEW. It would be interesting to see if, like, Shaq actually gets in the ring. But I don't know if I really want to see that or if I just want to see it because it's like, oh, it's Shaq <laughs> and he's big. <laughs> but I don't know. It was it was interesting. Um her her throwing this drink on Shaq's face definitely means that Jade's gonna come back and probably do something else to Brandy when you break her other arm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting. I just I want to see like what they're gonna do with it. And like you said, like Cody's got a lot going on. So is Cody gonna be involved, or is it gonna turn into Brandy versus Jade with Shaq kind of like being Jade's like manager in a way? Like I don't I don't know where it's going yeah. right now. It's, it's too early. And, to and like I'm in the same boat with you, like. I it's entertaining kind of, but I don't know if I want to see Shaq in the ring, you know. Uh, yeah, especially versus Cody Rose. Like I just, if this was like, if this was like Braun <laughs> Strowman versus Shaq, like I mean, still it'd be cringeworthy, you know. But at least that would seem like you know a more suitable opponent. But I don't know, the guy's like seven over seven foot tall. Like I don't know about that. Um, and then plus he's got to learn how to wrestle and all this stuff. Like I, uh, I'm very. So celebrity wrestling matches can be very cringy. Uh, it's very WCW-ish, and I hope that this is just leading to Brandy versus um, Scarlett. I hope that's it. I hope Shaq is not actually fighting Cody in this at all. If he wants to be ringside, you know, and, and wear a suit or something like that, cool. But um, I don't want to. I don't want him in the actual ring versus Cody, especially when Sting. I think. I think it would be naive to think that he's not going to do anything. He's definitely going to have a spot. He'll definitely have a spot where he big boots somebody or close like uh, somebody. I can see it. <laughs> or he's going he's gonna to throw somebody into the crowd. Like, he's going to do something to where they, like, show him as, like, being the big, powerful Shaq. When, obviously, it's, like, all he can really do is, like, dunk a basketball <laughs> and play basketball real good. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a cool, charismatic person, but it's, like, can he wrestle? Can he fight? We don't know. So uh, We know. We can't. Um, so... Yeah, we seen it before in WWE with the uh, was it the Andre the Giant Battle Royal one year, where he jumped in and came out oh, to yeah. designers panda, <laughs> panda 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 like yeah, it's, I could yeah I could do what it. Was, what was like, next yeah. after this? The uh, what the uh, inner circle thing? Yeah, I believe it was the inner circle ultimatum. Um, they had because uh, I think MJF and Sammy yeah. Guevara having issues with each other. So they're having them to uh, figure it out. And I think the ultimatum was either you all get it together, you make peace, or we break up the inner circle forever. And I'm glad they didn't break it up. It's, all, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> and I love how MJ is yeah. still playing innocent in this thing. Like, it's all on Sammy. Like, they didn't see him last week, you know. Yeah, he's like, what? No. But um, I will say, like, I do like the fans singing Jericho's theme. I just always think it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, they remember his theme, and they're showing love and appreciation towards him. That's always pretty cool. Um, MJF saying essay to Ortiz yeah, was, was really cringy. 
He's like, you're my essay, bro. And I was like, <laughs> nah, you can't say that. Like, that's not, that's not, that's not where it's at, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I kind of like Ortiz, like kind of breaking down MJF a little bit in the promo, in his promo, but also being like, we still need you a part of the inner circle. Um, I don't know. I feel like eventually like Sammy and MJF got to go at it. Like, I feel like they're going to end up doing that. Or eventually Jericho's going to see that MJF isn't worth anything in the group. And then that's going to turn into, like, this big feud. And then it's interesting, too, because, like, um, one half of LAX wasn't there. I think it was Santana. He wasn't there to agree to the ultimatum. So I'm almost like, is that going to be a crack later on to where he's like, well, I never agreed to anything. I know that, too. Disbands or it leads to something else. I just feel like he wasn't there to agree to the term. So I feel like yeah. that's going to create issues later on. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if they play that into it or maybe he was just sick and couldn't show up. I don't know, but I just, I feel like that, that little piece. Yeah. And I didn't go on to like Google why he's not there. Like it could, it could, he could be sick or something like that, but I, yeah. I read the same thing. Like maybe it was, right. it was leading to something else. Um, I think what was following yeah. this? I was gonna say too. I think the Jake Hager and oh, Warlow yeah. moment was funny too. <laughs> was like, "Are you staring? Are you at me? staring at me, bro? Stop staring at me, bro! You keep staring at me, bro." I Thank just you. had that, that was... uh, point that out. Real no, quick. that was no worries. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what was... No, joking, bro. Wow. Uh, what, was, what was following this? Wow. Was it an eight man tag or a six man tag? It was a six man tag. It was Butcher Eddie Kingston, Blade, uh... Butcher, and Blade. With the bunny being out there versus uh, yeah. Lucha Bros. I could Archer. tell because initially it was like all over which, the place, like from the jump. Like, so that's why I was like, was this an eight man tag yeah. first? Yeah, it was six tag, six man tag. Yeah, they got rid of uh, Penta like in the first two minutes. So I don't know if he has an injury and they just got him out of the match because of that or something, or if there's another reason. But I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen the match with Penta involved in. I think it would have been more entertaining and. It would have been like a dope tag match if he would have been there. Because I feel like he, he kind of makes a lot of the matches he's a part of, too. Not saying that Ray Phoenix isn't good, but I feel like, I don't know, he could have done more. Um, I was trying to think there was one spot. Yeah, it was the Butcher suplexing Penta through the table. I thought that was pretty dope. It's kind of gruesome just kind of getting them out the way. I really enjoy Blade, yeah. Butcher, and Bunny as a team. Like, I just love that trio. I don't know what it is, yeah, but I want to see like, growing on me. After I saw that all match, I was like, yo, yeah. I like this team right here. Yeah, and I think the match really made me like Lance Archer a lot more because exactly. I was not sold on him before. But he had, like, a hot tag moment where I was like, okay, like, I see, like, what, what why people like him and why they're getting behind him. I'm not mad at it. I think the <laughs> yeah. hair kind of threw me off for a second. Like, the hair and, like, one of his opening promos I watched on a pay-per-view, he was, like, backyard wrestling, like, Random clowns and like okay, I can understand. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, he was at this random farm. You're like what is this? He was at this. Yeah, he's at this random farm, just like wrestling backyard wrestlers. And I'm like, yeah, what? Like this doesn't. Are they trying to say like? Are they trying to say Jake the Snake just found him somewhere wrestling people in the backyard and then he picked him up and brought him <laughs> to AEW? Like I don't know. Was, I couldn't get behind him, but like now that okay, I watched I him, I this match, I was like, oh okay, I can, I can. Yeah. This this sells me. Yeah. I think um, from here after this we had what. So is it is it I think it's Abaddon. And I think her name was yes, was it Abaddon. Tessa Price? Who's your face? You know, yeah. All I noticed Abaddon is that Abaddon was straight up scary, bro. Like I don't even know I don't know what to compare it to. Like so this was a squash <laughs> match. I think she hit her with like her variation of like a widowmaker or something, whatever it was. Um but she's like something straight yeah. out of the ring. Like like this is 
I like this character. It's kind of scary. Um, I think she's uh, next yeah. to the challenge uh, for the title, I believe, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like her next yeah. step. I, I honestly title. don't even know what to compare her to. Um, just an awesome force. I just want to see what, what happens next. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. Like, she was very scary. Yeah. The blood was nasty, though. Nasty. Like, her spitting up blood when she came out, that was disgusting. <laughs> that was so disgusting. I almost turned the TV off. I was like, nah, I can't, I can't watch this show. But uh, yeah, I liked her using the. Uh, right. She has like the widow's peak move. Yeah, that, that's what I noticed. I think Victoria, I think Victoria called back her the, the widowmaker. Widow's peak. Yeah, the widow. Peak yeah, widow's peak or widowmaker. I think. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like her using that finisher. I always loved that finisher. I used to. Whoa, <laughs> we don't try that at home. I used to do that move to him. Yeah, I tried yeah, it at I, home. I can't say anything though because my brother used to do stuff like that all the time. Like I would. I found out there's figure four leg rock yeah, yeah. actually hurts, bro. Like in the sharpshooter, like a lot of those moves, oh, they yes, are actually yes. very painful. It does not feel good. Yeah, the cripple across no. face. Yeah, don't don't, don't do any of that stuff. By the way, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. listeners, allowed. especially kids, do not try, do not try stuff this at stuff home. at home. Like, don't do that. Like you can seriously hurt yourself. These yes. guys are trained professionals. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. We are not responsible for you putting <laughs> your arm in my socket. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I think the next segment was uh, Kenny Omega and so, Don Callis from TNA, which uh, I'm not mad at a heel Kenny Omega. Like, I'm not mad at it. I think the reasoning for it weird. is kind of like, okay. But I, I get them doing like the cross-promotional thing with TNA. But I feel like it, it only makes sense if it turns into like I a think, TNA. I'm pretty sure that's weird. Um I don't know. Did t- I yeah. think I was reading somewhere that like maybe Tony Khan bought uh, TNA? I don't know if that's accurate. Oh wow, wow! If he did that, that's yeah. a big move. I was right I was trying to get like confirm. I'm trying to get confirmation on it. Um, but I think that's like kind of yeah. where they're headed. Like kind of in the same way. Like, um, I think he like addressed. I don't know if he ever addressed the rumors or whatever. But I think they're doing the same thing with um that they did um. What was it? The WWE did with you know WCW like Shane appears on M- on Nitro and they bought it. So I don't know oh, if yeah. he actually bought it or not, but you know he could. It would be a bad yeah. investment for me. Like to me, I don't think it's a good investment at all. I would not buy it. that company's been like sinking <laughs> for years. Um, yeah, I feel like for me it's like with AEW. I would keep AEW yeah. far away from Impact Wrestling. So if they're doing like some type of cross promotional thing with them, I don't <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> like Impact is cool. Like I watched a couple episodes here and there, but it's not like on the level of AEW. And I feel like that if they start doing work with them and the AEW wrestlers pop up on TNA and the TNA people pop up on AEW, I might <laughs> get a little interested. Well, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. They do have some like unless they have a few people in Impact Wrestling. Like I would like. There's there's a select yeah. few I can say oh, okay you know they're they're pretty entertaining, but yeah. I don't I don't think they should like like I don't Moose. I hope that they didn't like buy the company, uh, yeah yeah you like Moose like there's, there's a couple of guys I can't mean a, a ton of them off the top of my head uh, if I was watching it I could, um, yeah. but if this right. is just like a uh, okay we'll do like a couple of shows cool thing cool but should they merge them absolutely not you know focus on this one product and that's nope. it you know perfect this one thing that you yes, got sir. here and that's it you know uh so i hope that that's what they're doing mm-hmm. i hope they're just not merging that because that'd be an awful idea 
Yeah. AEW is killing it in the ratings. <laughs> Not so much TNA. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of see where this whole Kenny Omega and Don uh, Callis thing is going from here. Um, I think at the, the very last yeah. match that we had is MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the, the DDP ring. To me, it was it was a good mm-hmm. match, even though it had a lot of outside interference. And like they said, it turned into a, like a, a lumberjack match, you know. Um, solid overall, you know, to me, it was like a solid match. But uh, I would have preferred it just be like one-on-one. You know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, I feel like the outside interferences are kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. like, what is, what is this turning into? But I, I do like the fact that uh, I think it's the best friends. They try to make it more equal to where because i think every time like orange cassidy like turned his back or the ref the ref turned his back they would attack orange cassidy or orange cassidy begin jumped outside so i thought it was cool that they brought in the rest of the wrestlers to kind of equal it out a little bit and i when i was watching it i was like yeah this is definitely gonna end in a brawl like there's no way <laughs> there's too many wrestlers in the ring outside the ring for it to not end in a brawl but i think as far as the match it was cool I like mjf breaking cassidy's glasses to kind of get to him and then putting the hands in the pockets and like doing the, the small, the small kicks on them and stuff like that. I thought that was cool, but for the most part, it was pretty decent. Match. I, I was too. expecting more out of it. I felt like just, just cause I feel like Cassidy could put on a really good match and you won't be expecting it. So I was really interested in seeing like just the antics between MJF and, you know, Cassidy, but it felt like more of like an inner circle Same. versus you know I mean? Cassidy situation. Like they were using, they were using their pool yeah. and their their strength and numbers to outnumber right. and Cassidy. For me, like friends. you know, I like the the beach break and I like the the orange punch and everything. But for me, the ending of it was a little bit weak. Like, um, so you know, Miro. Oh yeah. I'm just calling Rusev. Rusev interferes, you know, at the end. But like, to me, it was kind of weak because he he ended the match with a clothesline. Like that was all it took. Like it wasn't even like a JBL clothesline. It was just a clothesline. Yeah. Like, clothesline orange Cassidy. And then MJF covers mm-hmm. him. I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> my man yeah. just lost my clothes on. All right, that's it. That's uh, it. In the show. But it kind of ended with, you know, Miro breaking out. Like, they did make Miro look legit, like, throwing people off the stage, like, which that, I loved it. Um, he was kind of looking like a tank out there, like, at the very, very end of the show, like, just throwing guys off the stage. He kind of looked like a powerhouse. But as far as the actual match and the actual ending, eh. That somewhere like I didn't like the end. Yeah, I didn't care for it either. Like I felt like the match was kind of building toward a place where yeah. maybe there'd be a clean winner. But then it's like there were so many hill tactics hill tactics by the inner circle is almost like was well, exactly. kind of has the end in like a cheating type of way. <laughs> like there's not that's the only way. But then I almost thought like maybe Cassidy could come back because they had the whole spot with uh the bat where they they kind of did the Eddie Guerrero thing where it's like, oh, I didn't hit him with the bat. He hit me kind of a thing. Like, right. he has the, the uh, weapon now. And I, I thought I was going to lead yeah. to Cassidy possibly winning. But then, yeah, by DQ or something. And then Miro came out and then closed on him. But I get it because I feel like it gets Miro heat because he's still kind of like this new person on the scene at AEW. And they're trying to do something with him. I don't know how I feel about I him either. being like the best man and all that. And so being partner with the other guy. Just I want him to be like Rusev times three. Yeah, I want him to be Rusev times three, like just this real big, intense dude that wants the title now. Like that's what I want Rusev to be. I feel like that legitimizes him, and then maybe eventually Cody versus Miro becomes a thing, and Moxie versus Miro. I'd rather see that versus like Miro just kind of being there. And maybe this is what this leads to. Like maybe he turns on the best man. He turns on the other guy. He's in the best man group with, and 
that leads to something. But I don't know how I felt about this segment. But I get that it gets him heat if they're trying Same. to make him like this. Big I, I'd much character. rather seeing uh, sure. Miro as a solo star. Yeah. You know, maybe Miro versus Sting, Miro versus Darby. Like get just yeah. like something by himself because he can look like an absolute tank out there. Um, so I mean, overall, I don't yeah. know what what are we gonna we got to give it a rating. I guess we did. We technically didn't give SmackDown a rating. We do. We got, yeah. to, we got to give this a rating. We, we did assign a rating to something. Um, out of five stars, I can yes. never rate AEW anything less than a three. Um, I don't know. It's just better. <laughs> like the show is. Better, uh, I can never rate yeah, yeah, anything yeah. less than three. Yeah. Uh, man, what would you say? I want to say a three out of five. I feel like they have a lot of freedom as a company, being that they're new. And I feel like on the network they're on BNT and they get away with a lot more stuff. And they don't have as many investors as WWE has, so they can like have the blood and they can have like, you know, just certain things that WWE can't do. So I feel like I'll definitely get them a three out of five just for the freedom that they've had and just watching the shows every week, I feel like they have a lot more fun booking the shows and they tailor it towards yeah. an audience that actually likes wrestling. You know what I mean? So I feel like I can't I can't ever give it lower than a three, so I have to give it a three again. Unless they have like a really terrible show and I'm like, yo, this is trash. Exact same. Um, I, I give it that's basically that's pretty much the standard for what we give A to Um Yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty they're solid. solid. They're I'm pretty disappointed. solid. They had like six matches, so you know, I really can't complain. It started out with wrestling. Um it is pure wrestling and I love it, so I'm gonna give them three out of five. Yeah. I like that. Well, that was another episode. Thank you for listening to the Off Wrestling Podcast. And just remember, if you did not like this episode, you cannot complain about it because we told you it was trash from the jump. It's the Off Wrestling Podcast. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. It's going to be about 35 feet.